to unconditionally love and be compassionate is not pink tainted glasses, it's enlightenment. And as our lovely Sadhguru shared with us in one of his recent quotes, love is a process of inclusion. Once I include you as part as a part of me, I will be to you just the way I am to myself. 5D mystics, functional adults, enlightenment soul age group people are here. It's because we are securely attached individuals. So we have a three-year-old whole heart, and the adult is the person who has the ability to self-regulate their nervous system, and that's in a way that is, again, full of compassion. Because it's those who don't have the ability to be compassionate with themselves that have a pink flag, if they want to take note of it, they can. Today, there's plenty of good psych education, and the noting would be, hmm, I'm supposed to be able to be love. It's my nature. As again, Sadhguru has spelled out, but so have the trauma-informed experts, the ones who know about our nervous system and our embodied brain and the development of it and how important the first 18 months of your life, the last three months in your mother's womb, a lot of aspects that any well-informed intellectual human being will know about. Uh, Those who have a silverback and don't have compassion are not in the enlightenment soul age group inclined or five inclined group and that's because they've chosen to not love themselves they've chosen to not be compassionate towards humanity or themselves so they did not learn hmm i have an inner child and it has a shame defectiveness heartbreak gut wrench something's going on because i don't want to feel compassion for myself or for humanity and I would rather keep the ancients alive and do the whole sin and uh, purgatory and up oh, the devil and temptation versus people who actually have addictions need good therapists because their addictions are a sign of their actual childhood trauma, moral injury, emotional neglect, potential abuse. There are so many different ways that we know of good information today. And those who don't want to, they don't notice again because they are not ready to meet their inner child. So the teenager, the 14, 15, 16-year-old leads with fight. They get spiteful and they get self-righteous like any teenager if you've seen them, except for the wise teenagers. And that would be those who are securely attached teenagers. So they will not be pushed around They will not be too heartbroken in a way of being scarred. They will be heartbroken in a way of saying, well, we're all teenagers. Okay, so I'm going to use my stories, some of my stories. So when you are a whole inner child heart, again, it's because you don't have any trauma that's left unfinished or is unfinished completely or all of that. You only have charged states. We all have the charged states. The charged states, they stay like uh, icicles and then they dissolve in time that's how i learned about it from sue martin so i'm going to leave that one there we do some psych education if you ever need any clarification let me know but there's courses that i've taken so you can take them too i try my best to cite them when i use the information i don't always do a good job at it but i do have the ability to try and track down wherever i got the piece of information at some point so We all have charge states. If you are securely attached and you move along your life and maintain an open heart, 
That's what I did as a teenager. And then I kept moving along my journey and your brain actually develops. So there's a heightened neuroplasticity moment as teenagers. There's also this social system. And for me, my emotions did not regulate based on my peers because what I found my peers to be were all, and to this day as an adult, when I meet anybody who is not securely attached, they will be inconsistent. So their mouth will speak something, their actions will be other. And that's because they don't know that they are not securely attached within their own body. They don't have what is called a healthy self-worth so that they are not superior or inferior. They also have not maintained their heart body, value body, and their physical energy and mental body in alignment with Purusha, unconditional love, and Prakriti, pure energy. So I have, without yoga, I learned of yoga through Sadguru, Sadguru, but I didn't need it to maintain my alignment. Jesus is actually why I maintain my alignment. But it's because what Jesus said resonated with my heart. Forgive them for they do not know. Uh, he walked with all the people. He talked about not casting stones. I learned about God also. And the same thing goes here. Talked about I am the omnipotent one. None, none of you are. And treat others the way you want to be treated. Very basic rules. Those basic rules, I found them in the laws. None of them spelled out how people should be. Now, I know a lot of people that have maintained the ancient texts are in the usage of using scripture. I always think of it almost like, are you going to use Romeo and Juliet from the ancient times? Because I know I had to take a class to learn about how to interpret that because we're not in the Shakespearean times anymore. And thank goodness, I don't want to speak like them. <laughs> so I'm just saying. So some people, they have a way that they are being given text that is being interpreted. And the ones who are adults in their mind, they're the ones who have integrated brains and restorative embodied selves. And their inner child has a whole three-year-old heart. So... This is where you can only use your prefrontal cortex if you're able to self-regulate. And that means know how your emotions are working and then how to put them a minute to the side or not. How to explain, oh, I'm so sorry, I was reactive. Or, you know what, yeah, I'm getting charged actually quite a bit. So as teenagers, that's not part of our journey yet. But as teenagers, we begin to either maintain your own self or not. I did. Me, Maria, and anybody else of you who tunes in who's maintained unconditional love and compassion for yourself and humanity. And you know the devil does not exist on this plane of earth. The whole evil thing, they're all people who need a good therapist when you look at the scale of the forensic criminologist, Michael Stone, 1 to 22. Every single one of those people can make good use of a good therapist. For a journey though that they would stay and stick to for some time because to move into becoming a whole inner child needs the adults to recognize when the adaptive child the teenager the projection that spite stuff comes up and i know a buttload of beautiful amazing people from my oversoul and i would say that hmm they all are on a journey like I am. That's how I'm going to put it. Because I'm still on my journey. My three-year-old comes out with my mother all the time. 
and my twin, for example. So we are all imperfect and our emotions can be dysregulated, if you will. When it's with your household, that's the place it is, in fact, invested in. But we learn how to self-regulate as we become adults more and more and more. So I've learned to work with my tone a lot since I was a teenager. And I'm still working on it. Again, I haven't stopped. Okay, on that note, that's why we won't say the devil made them do anything or that it's evil. No, it's a person who has unknown trauma stuff, attachment and security stuff. And so they have a shame, compulsive cycle, inner critic, outer critic. Then they do drugs, alcohol, sex, food, something compulsive, procrastination. They consistently don't know how to look themselves in the mirror. It's a very sad story, and they withdraw, and um, then they do codependent-type relationships, passive-aggressive, indirect communication. Uh, they do what would be, I'm going to change you, I'm the martyr, or I'm superior, or the self-blame, I didn't do right because my clairs, they were wonky, nobody listened to me, I'm going to be forever self-loathing. So it's very awful when people have self-loathing, self-disrespect, uh, self, ew, I'm yucky, I want to be like somebody else, or when they have, there are people who will, work through moral injury and not PTSD, there's a difference. So with that being said, if you are a person who considers people deceitful because of devil or evil or temptation in some way, shape or form, you're not on the right podcast platform. And you don't know how to be compassionate because you don't trust yourself yet. Because if you did, then you'd know we all make mistakes. You'd be in a space of humanity knowing that somebody deceives this is the wisdom of purusha prakriti might i add and this is the wisdom of an enlightenment soul age person you don't have to be here when you are tapped into infinite higher human consciousness potential you will know that you're not omnipotent nobody's omnipotent and the whole thing of supernatural you move beyond it if you use your intellect you use educational sources to understand beyond stories it's not something sad. It's something logical. And it's not something emotionless. No, it's actually filled with wonder. When you can explain, hey, guess what? Patrick McNamara, no demon in your body. Nope, just a fear receptor that might break if you don't get that support and help. And you know what? It's not going to take away your clears. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about, because I had already recorded this, but I said, you know what? I want to do it differently. So we're going to talk about why it's not pink tainted glasses, but it's enlightenment to lead your life with heart that is whole. So as a teenager, I noticed that as I was getting to know these unreliable and spiteful teenagers, because they were definitely spiteful, now some would say, well, what about you? I don't do spite. I got taught by God and Jesus very well, and I just didn't feel right about doing it. It felt wrong to be spiteful. I don't remember ever even remotely thinking of doing something out of spite. I mean, I can think of dreams where I've, you know, like when you give somebody an answer, like screw you kind of thing, but it's like a backhanded answer. So you, you, you do that. Yeah. But I've done that in my dreams. And then I've most likely, my, my twin sister is probably the one who 
who could say something along those lines, but I don't remember ever doing anything on Spike, but I do remember being a bit pushy, like being very much uh, demanding of her. So yeah, with her, it wasn't Spike, but it was more of you should do this, you should do that, like a mom, like a second mom she had. And one of my most important lessons, which she still remembers, because see that stuck in her mind, but it stuck in my mind too, was this thing that I did and I was trying to have her be polite because I had learned about the gala and how you're supposed to drink and here's where remember that we all by the way begin life with black and white thinking so teenager land your executive decision making function in your brain they completely develop by the age of 25 for female biologically and for male 27 biologically male this is not to justify any of it. We all, again, have charges. We all have behaviors and mannerisms that can hurt another person's feelings. So let me specify this one just so everybody knows. I accept my imperfections, but I don't do the, those things out of spite. I have not ever found myself feeling that I would want to do something with a, a spiteful emotion. Angry emotion, maybe, but not even more of... Again, reactive, charged. You will know what emotion carries along within you. So if you're objective, open, and what's the other word? Because this is Daniel Siegel. Objective, open, and I don't remember the other one. Anyways, you're aware that all life is lived through different lenses. You're going to know you're going to fuck up is what I'm trying to get to. But it doesn't have anything to do if you're grown up at this point with a devil or evil. So with my twin, I did this gesture and I saw the look in her eyes. And the look in her eyes was where I knew I had went overboard. And I was like, shit. And I think I apologized. And I also learned that that's not nice. And that it was too forceful, too much. I forget how I reasoned upon it but I said okay you need to stop because that's not nice you know and that's all on the other hand I have not ever taken crap either so when there are moments where my twin will say it's because of you I will say it's not because of me you are your own person you get to make your own choices I make my choices I will own up to whatever I've done you can own up to whatever you want I don't actually have anything to say about that one but don't blame me and point a finger at me. And this is what projection is, by the way. Shame, blame, fault, revenge. So when you are an individual who takes ownership of yourself, that's at the very least something any person can do. Those who succumb to their societal system, it's because they don't stand up for themselves. Some of us, we do, because we don't have a shame button. And so if I find that I'm being pointed a finger, I will take ownership if I emotionally hurt your feelings, whatever it is you want to tell me. But I will say this is also not something mine when it comes to how you feel. It's up to you to regulate yourself. I can learn how to do something maybe differently. I will find out. I will think about it and I will let you know. But my way of conducting myself will not be depending on your feelings and how you feel I should or how you think I should. These are aspects that are so subtle when there are people who are in a dynamic, but they're very straightforward when you understand the two differences. If I accept to acknowledge that your feelings were hurt and I apologize, 
But I also will say this, what your request is, is something that I can or I can't do something about. Also, furthermore, don't give me the blame of how you feel because that is for you to handle. Here's where you learn to self-regulate and to have a conversation. I don't need to self-regulate you. We read Patrick Tiahan. This subtle line is because when people do this, huh? so I have had at least two people that I've met that we are always enjoying, always. We expand together. We are independent pieces of Purusha Prakriti. That's how I'm going to put it. So they're consciousness. They're amazing. They're amazing because it's the freeing and expanding conversation. So none of us out of these people judge and say to each other who we need to be. This is why it makes our engagement so beautiful because it's always only enriching. It's enriching, enriching because none of us do the, oh, I'm going to assume to know you and I'm going to state that you have to be a certain way, da, 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 okay? And that is where you won't find the types of conversations that I just described because these very individuals take their own emotions and regulate themselves. They know when they're in a mood and they say this, I'm in a mood today, I'm not going to be around. That's it. I'm in a mood today, I'm not going to be talking to you. This is called direct communication. Here's how I feel. I know how to spell it out from my mouth and I know how to tell you how I'm going to come across. I, I learn how not to be reactive. People who take ownership about their emotions, they learn how not to be reactive. People who learn how to self-regulate, they learn how to not say, you made me feel this way. Those who don't, they don't. It doesn't matter, but it's called projection. <laughs> it's called projection and these are people. And I'm laughing because... You can explain to an individual this very dynamic. They roll their eyes at the updated trauma information. People roll their eyes at this as if, I don't even know how to explain it because it's honestly just something that I think out of habit they don't understand. That this and that are true and there's always two in any relationship. And so that equals automatically a subjective experience of thought and emotion, thoughts and feelings. And when individuals don't want to accept the differentiated self, it's because they are from a group. They have a non-differentiated self. So they have a way that they will conduct and they think that all people should conduct or have these feelings. And this has nothing to do with my family dynamics. We're way out in a whole different land at this point. I think you already gathered that. But unconditionally loving and being compassionate doesn't go away because of any of these, whether it's projection or misunderstandings or, you know, expanding. It's all here. And it's all nice for the person who's willing to put in their own best foot forward because they own their brain and they understand the embodied brain. So yoga, no yoga doesn't matter. Secure attachment is straightforward, but to get here, it means you need to be aware of your emotional body. Those who have a terror to get to their emotional body, that's why they will say, no, no, yucky compassion towards myself or humanity. No, no, yucky unconditional love towards myself or humanity. And we will leave it at that. So if people, on the other hand, move into wanting to potentially be in their lovely enlightenment, so age group, or anyway, in their 5D lovely mind, so to move into integration of the brain, they're going to walk away from all of those aspects that don't emotionally serve them.
They are going to disengage from putting their foot down and continuing to repeat their past in a way of not seeing the truth. The truth can only be seen from your ability to look at yourself with curiosity. And if a person is curious to become the best version of themselves on an energetic and emotional level, so the Purusha Prakriti, if they are inclined to be a mystic, then they will also know of their own intuitiveness. They will know of their inconsistencies. They will know about a lot of things. So they will be able to sit in their mind to figure out how to close some loops regarding changes that are present. And we are in a moment of big change right now. And to then work with their own alchemy, the ability to transform your emotions to expansive and beautiful thoughts, to move beyond fears, to see how you're using your time and how you are wielding your wheel. That if you want to create happiness, it is from within, but it is from having people around you that can guide you through your ability to be yourself, again, the way you want to be, with emotions and thoughts we're talking about. Okay, so when there's securely attached people with people who want to put in the work so they know that they don't know everything, that they have fallen for that which is an inner critic, outer critic, shame cycle, and fallen for it, what I should say is that they have a trauma safety behavior, so they will have noticed okay, I do things in a way that does not increase my vitality, does not increase my relationships, does not increase. And they end up encountering securely attached people. They're given the opportunity to see those things. Family dynamics, when you play them out the way that I was describing, so my family and I, we're good. I mean, I'm good. Sometimes they're not good, but we always respectfully have conversations. And that's where we're good in the sense that we always talk. We don't insult each other. There's no plates flying. There's none of that. There's us having our lovely interactions as any family that can have debates, okay? And everybody is loved. Differences are accepted. Where there are areas that there would want something to be different, that doesn't happen, happens. It's not something that a family will break up for so the part about true connections is you can't break them because you share how you feel and how you think you have conversations and that's where a securely attached you could say family people who are able to know that there's always best intentions and that's because those of us who do harness a three-year-old with a whole heart we don't feel pushed around because our family our loved ones people around us don't have it all together in how they want to bring forth their emotional stuff. So what I mean is if they're in their biological rudeness, the yellow or red, we can get reactive too. So again, we all have a three-year-old. Working on it together is something you do as you communicate. And when you are choosing to unconditionally love and so to channel your own emotions, it's just so beautiful. So the ecstasy in the body that you hear Sadhguru talking about, it's a person who has secure attachment, the ability to self-regulate, the ability to cherish their growing up, 
And that's where if you have instead a childhood that you don't cherish, then you will have gone through good therapy. You will know about what you're working through. And so for those people, they can share their story and their way to moving into the Enlightenment Soul Age Group. When the time comes, I'm sure we'll have plenty of them. In the meantime, what I share is something straightforward. As I've spelled out numerous times, I'm a person who has secure attachment. Self-agency is the dominant driver i love unconditionally and in the solo poly life it's one of the most amazing arenas to be able to spell out to people who you are without any problem to partners and how you spend your 24 hours because that's what a solo poly secure person has going on it's i have 24 hours set in front of me i have loved ones and you have 24 hours i don't know we have one hour two hours we'll find out <laughs> what do we want to build how do we want to build the part of knowing where you're headed is what a securely attached person who is in the focus of what they're doing in their life. When a person finds themselves, that's when they can do the same. Okay, so when you meet people who are not yet 100% sure, they are not yet 100% sure about where they're going. And that is not good or bad. I'm sure we've all seen a number of these types of situations transformation inside is a lot more intense for people who do not or did not have the whole three-year-old heart because that implicit memory began with very not secure environment so on that note when a person is able to take note of not being the person they want from their thoughts to their emotions and they begin a journey, if they do it seriously, they're going to be embracing compassion, unconditional love, because they'll be explained by good psych educators how that embodied brain develops and works. And for those of us who are already securely attached, it's straightforward. So we do know how to work with projection because really it's not something that we feel pushed around by. We're able to say yes or no, maybe so, and not feel like we have to make anybody happy. So our societal system and our attachment system are independent from others. And that's where emotional independence doesn't mean you're emotional-less. No, it means you don't regulate your nervous system and your brain activity in accordance to another because you're not getting overwhelmed by the emotions, though. You're not getting into a charge state when you understand that with your immediate family that's where that three-year-old comes up that's why as i mentioned my family dynamic is where my rigidity comes up but if you see me entertaining other people it won't i can get into my charge because i begin to get passionate about something that i'm talking about and that's something that you will learn in time if you're interested in doing emotion regulation in being a equanimous person you learn time again and again how to balance that charge out and it is thanks to our relationship so remember that trauma is relational and intimacy is at its core the first relationship of intimacy is with your own emotional body and a person who has the ability to unconditionally love humanity and themselves and each other and to always be compassionate, that's the Enlightenment Soul Age Group. It's not pink-tainted glasses because it isn't about us being gullible or not seeing or not knowing when people 
do spite, envy, revenge. No, it's that we know in our human being body that something more is behind the scenes. And while when I was a kid growing up, I had devil, evil, temptation, these words, I got old enough and started reading psychology. And I was like, okay, yeah, there is no devil, evil in this way that I learned in this church, in these churches. They keep on, you know, putting things into categories like the tarot or Akashic Record readings or anything that is in the holistic plane, even Reiki, these theologians. It's like, what the hell? I was not brainwashed when I went to my church and still I love my churches. I was not brainwashed means I heard the love of Jesus and the love of God. And in fact, omnipotent is God, not the people who run their mouth. And no matter how many times somebody will say the scripture, the scripture, I'll say that scripture was written way back when. They hide information from us, not to mention, by the way, which makes me know I'm not going to trust anything that comes out of your mouth because you're not giving me information. And I studied about the institution in my political science. So I know that there's shit that went down and I am not okay with this. I'm not part of the people that couldn't read. They couldn't read back then. That's why the priests and whoever had the, because the, the, they could read. Luckily for us today, we're not illiterate. And some people don't want to go to college. Go figure. You know, this is the part. Or if, have educational systems that they need to be updated so that we can use our left and right mode. Yes, but that we don't want it. No, no way in hell. So again, the people who move into becoming their true self it's their human nature to be loved. So it's a person who's either healed and or healing still with a lovely therapist and more, but their relationships are fundamental. The minute that you will recognize that you have a human inner child that deserves to be seen by you is the minute that you will notice a lot of things. And if you've noticed them with unconditional love, and compassion it's because somebody was around you that had secure attachment so when people that have not received the childhood or somewhere along their line uh, stuff in their life once they meet those of us who are in the enlightenment soul age group and 5d mystics or just a 5d functional adult so once they meet a person who is consistently securely attached always not just once again the solo poly it's because love more than one person solo your your own primary partner this is safe haven secure base my attachment system does not depend on another human being to feel okay. My attachment system does not depend on my family unit to say, oh, let me think this way or feel this way. My own nervous system depends on me, Maria, the person who owns it. And that's what it means for a person to be 5D. But it also means you, again, acknowledge if somebody says, you hurt my feelings. It doesn't matter if they're shaming, blaming, faulting, or revenging. You will say, I am so sorry. I will see what I can do about it. It all depends what's going on. But you better bet that that will be contemplated and there will be a direct answer. Yes, I can do this. Nope, I can't do this. And uh, this is why. Of course, I'm sorry that your feelings are hurt. I'm not here to self-regulate you. I'm not here to live life according to your emotional regulation. And I'm not omnipotent. 
So no, I will not acquiesce to your unfinished business from home projection upon me, human being that you are, all human beings, society, group, I don't care what it is, and however many of people who bring their own thoughts and emotions to another human being, it's called you have a subjective thought and emotion. I will acknowledge you. I've seen you. I can see you. As a securely attached person, I will soothe you, meaning I'm so sorry because, of course, I'm a person. I know what it means to have hurt feelings, so of course I'm going to be sorry. That would be ridiculous and not really nice. I wouldn't be empathic, right? So I will normally say I'm so sorry that you feel shitty about this. I did not mean to make this happen. I'm understanding this is how you're feeling. I'm understanding your requests. And I will be truthful and say, I don't know if I can meet your request or I cannot meet your request because I can't not be myself. So no, I'm not going to be able to be here because I unconditionally love and I am a consistent, always unconditionally loving, compassionate person who gets excited and is all over the place. You know, like there's, there's so many ways, societally speaking, again, as a solo poly, there are individuals who have basically had their judgment it's fair and square right their judgment their opinion their ideas of somebody being an evil human being whatever words bitch you can call it people thinking a lot of other things that make me laugh all the time because like seriously if I want something I'm gonna make it clear I don't do like let me beat around the bush I like you that's what I say if I like a person and I want a person I'm gonna be like hey if you have a girlfriend or boyfriend or you know you're busy. Well, if they have a boyfriend, they won't be interested in me. But what I'm saying is if somebody is busy, especially in a monogamous relationship, I'm not going to be like, hey, actually, this is where I've had males which have made advances. And I'm like, aren't you married in a monogamous relationship? Yeah, but it. so does your wife know about this? <laughs> but it does. Mm, okay, well, you know, I think I'm going to go now before I, I, I'm not going to do anything to shame a person because I'm not their mother, I'm not their father, I'm not better, I'm not superior, I'm not inferior, I'm equal to, I'm not a codependent type human being, I'm not insecure, I'm not here to tell, the, the part about enlightenment is this, nobody's here to tell another person how to leave their life, live it, lead it, all of it. And when you're a mystic and you know your oversoul, by the way, and you have intuitiveness and you can pick up on the collective, well, let me tell you a thing or two about the collective. No, I won't. I'm going to keep this one into the sphere of, we'll do some 5D mystic talk soon. But what I was trying to get at is people who take ownership about who they are, they're the most amazingly happy people because they've tended to their inner child, because they end up finding out there's not this devil, this evil, this temptation thing. It's not about it being a sin, sinner, ancient words, ancient words. It's about the trauma safety behavior response of a person who did not have a safe childhood growing up and more. There's a lot of different ways we can look at this because again, there's PTSD childhood trauma, there's moral injury, there are events that take place. It always will lead us back to looking at those emotions. So when a person meets unconditional love and they meet a secure attachment person, they meet compassion, they will meet something that will not shame them. That something will mirror to them the truth, not in a way of wanting to do anything that is emotionally upsetting, but if emotions get upset, like I was saying, there will be the way to acknowledge it, 
to take ownership and to acknowledge again, is this something that I can do something about or not? And that's about it. Basically, either the friendship, the relationships, they keep moving forward or they don't. Now, when people build secure connections, they always move forward because we accept that we're different. You're a shit. No, you're a shit. Fuck you. Fuck you. Okay. So the dynamics of people who accept each other for who they are do not involve us actually telling each other how to speak, what to think, what not to think. No, we learn how to tango and have fun in our conversations and how to also have fun in our ah, blow up discussions. And on that note, the people who are on a journey, they will usually take time off from their immediate family, not other people. They will inform other people, these are my triggers, this is what I'm doing. They will inform, meaning they will know about it. Those are the people who are doing work. Okay. And on that note, I will go, but to be continued in other episodes. In the meantime, anybody who is new, welcome. And if you're looking for serious business on emotional regulation, building skills, personal development, you're serious about becoming yourself, the adult way to build those relationships minus the drama, you can keep on tuning in. But I am woo-woo lady, mystic here, and pseudoscience lady too, because yes, I have the educational background. I do a lot of certificate courses for the trauma-informed. I have so many, I don't even know. I think it's going to take me five years to get through all of them. But (laughs) I have a masterclass that's going to be curated based on some of that information and some of my old courses that are still pretty much great. And that way you can get started with an in-depth journey because the podcasts are the surface, voices, stories, you know, this and that. The masterclass will give you the ability to put into practice emotional regulation building skills and those relationships minus the drama. That's why we're going to have it as a group. And Telegram will be the platform that we will use to exchange notes and potential FAQs. And I'm thinking of making one or two versions. So I'll I'll keep that one hush hush for now because I have to formulate it effectively. And on that note, welcome again to anybody who's new. We'll be back. Have a wonderful day.